Good morning, everybody, and a good Erev Shabbos to everyone. I cannot believe it is the fall. It is getting a little nippy. We had gorgeous weather last week, cold weather this week. Oy vey, we got to make some soups already. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in uh, this week and every week. Uh, for those of you who do not know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. Um, I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food-related. Um, I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called The Aussie Gourmet. Um, and anytime you don't feel like cooking, I'm the person to call because I'm always happy to cook it for you. Um, I, I hope that you'll tune in every week and you'll hear about my cooking adventures, kosher food traveling, sharing of great food ideas and recipes each week. Um, but I also want to hear about your food experiences as well. So um, please feel free to be in touch with me. Ask me questions. Um, if you're looking for an odd or interesting ingredient or want to th- ask me about a restaurant or tell me about a restaurant or something you ate at a restaurant that you think I might like, I might like, please send me an email at naomi at nachumsegel.com. You can join my um, fan page um, on Facebook. It's called The Aussie Gourmet. You can follow me on Instagram under Naomi Nachman. And I'm really getting Twitter down. I've sent out like eight or nine tweets in the last week or so. So I'm really excited. Don't have so many followers. So if you're on Twitter, can you try following me? Because I'd really like my Twitter list to grow. <laughs> um, and also I have a newsletter on my website, theaussiegourmet.com. And that's also being revamped um, as we speak. So uh, I'll give you more details in the next couple of weeks. Um, so please share any food experiences, and I'm always happy to, you know, hear about your love of food as well. So I'm joined in the studio by my amazing engineer, uh, Dovin Netkin. He gets a muzzle top with his wife, Shana, on a baby boy. So uh, very nice. I got to um, – I bought him a little gift this week, and I've got four daughters, so I went to the Old Navy Department boy section. So that was really fun for me. It's, it was. I know he probably hasn't opened the present yet. <laughs> But um, it's so cute, all the tiny little boys' clothes. I know I'm a food show, but I just had to share that, you know, like they have such cute little boy clothes. So um, muzzle top to you and Shana on this beautiful occasion. Um, so very exciting times coming up for the kosher food industry. I kind of feel like now Yontas behind, you've got a few exciting food things going on. They just had a whiskey fest um, about a, a few days ago. It was sometime this week. So I'm not... From the big whiskey drinkers, so you know, I did not go because I do not appreciate it. Um, but uh, it's nice to know that that uh, you know the, the kosher wine and spirits market is also growing just as much as the the food industry because we've got Kosher Fest coming up, which is one of the highlights of the kosher food industry for the year. Um, you know, I used to nickname it the world's biggest kiddish. It's a lot of fun. People from all over the world, I think, have come to that. I've got people, friends from Australia, and the food industry have flown in the past. People from Israel, Europe, England, South Africa. I can't think of anywhere else uh, that's left in the world. I think we've covered the globe, but really people from all over the world have uh, come in for this. It's a really a, a fun, interesting uh, event. We're going to have Menachem Lubinsky on joining us uh, once we're able to get through to him. Um, and we're also, of course, you can't have Kosher Fest without talking about this year's Kosher Feast. And joining me in the studio is my friend. She is no stranger to this studio. We have Esty Berkowitz. Hello, Esty. 
Hi. So nice to be back. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's your third visit with us. Good. It yeah. is great to be here. Uh, I always have such a great time okay. learning things from you, too. Okay. Thank you. Well, you know, um, today Essie is going to talk a little bit to us about what she does as well outside the Kosher Feast scene. But let's, let's talk about what Kosher Feast is. Um, it's a, yes. Yeah. So yours. Well, Kosher Feast is actually the night before Kosher Fest begins, and it's a opportunity for the traditional media, bloggers, foodies that really want to have more of an intimate gathering and have an opportunity to really meet each other, get their Twitter handles um, settled before the big day, the two days ahead. And I am co-producing Kosher Feast along with Roberta Shear of Kosherai.com. Love Kosherai. She is fantastic, and we originally met at a kosher fest. Yeah, let's give the history how this well, came together, and how many how many years are you doing this? Well, it's the third annual kosher feast. Yeah, and the fourth time that we actually had a tweet up meetup. So, uh, what makes it really special is that the original tweet up at kosher fest happened in a boardroom. So that was really exciting because it was like the foodies of the time. Uh, that were around kind of tweeting. I mean, it definitely Kosher Eye was there, and Lois was there as well, um, who's the other half of Kosher Eye. And, you know, that's what we did, and we tried to meet some of our fellow bloggers and foodies out there. And then we decided, you know, it was time to bring some brands in to try and meet us and for the brands to get a chance to see who's out there who could carry the messages of the brands. And then... Three years ago, um, the first kosher fest, kosher feast, was really put together at a restaurant, which was at Solo. Okay, Solo. Which is now, I believe... Oh, wait! No, we spoke about this <laughs> yes, last yes. week's show. It's, it was meat, then it was dairy, and now it's going to be Chinese. Who knew? <laughs> I, we like evolving. All of the above. We like to evolve. Right. They're evolving. They're evolving their taste buds. So we had it there, and that was a sold-out event. Uh, we had, of course, a waiting list with that one. And then last year we made it to an even bigger event at Abigail's. And yeah. we actually had a, a title sponsor or a premier sponsor came on board as Manischewitz. That's so nice. It was very special. <clears throat> we, we also had some other... Uh, sponsors as well that came in on it, and it was a very successful event. And again, last year, of course, you were at the Kosher Food Bloggers Conference. Yeah, that was wonderful. Right, which happens the day during the day. During the day, and then at night, you go up to the Kosher Feast. Kosher Feast. It was literally last year a day of eating. Unfortunately, I didn't, was not, I had bought my ticket, I could not go. Right, because we had a medical issue in the family. It was an emergency, and I, I had to run home. And I, I sent my cousin, who had a great night, <laughs> who was one of the um, founders of Kosher yes. Food Bloggers, so yes. Shelly. Shelly Serba. Shout, shout out to Shelly Serba. <laughs> She's fantastic. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so so tell us more. Like, Tell us more. What can, we, what can we expect? Who is going to be there? What are the big names? Because, you know, I think you're honoring. Yes. Well, what makes this year very special is that it also is the 25th anniversary of Kosher Fest, uh, which, of course, was started by Menachem Lubinsky and now is being run by Diversified Communications. So They're partners, I think, yeah, right? They work together in this, and it's huge. Um, the numbers of people that come is just tremendously huge. And, of course, you get the not only the unique food 
people out there or the companies and their new products. Now you get the bloggers, the foodies, the press. Now you have a social media element that really wasn't present before. You know, right. Instagram, Pinterest, you know, tweeting. It's, it's amazing. You know, let's talk about the food industry in the media. Or, you know, like I think the whole world has changed because – you know, we had email for the last 20 years, right, about. I remember when, when we first um, got married, my husband was at NYU Law School, and he had a free email account. Remember they used to have to pay AOL and all that for, for the, for the uh, email addresses? Yes. So he got a free one from NYU. We literally did not know what to do with it. Friend goes, can I use your account? And we're like, yeah, sure. What, what the heck is this? And now my our, all our lives are run by email, right? So... You know, just think in the last five years, how how old is Twitter? Five, not even five years. Not, I think it's, you know, I want to say my son's going to be five, and I first heard about it when he was like a baby baby. So it's going maybe could be six years because it was probably very cool and not many people knew about it, and then it caught on. Right. I remember there used to be a race between like some famous movie stars who could be at the first million followers on, on their Facebook, Twitter. You know, I'm up to nine. Woohoo! Well, we're going to, you know, you're going to see with using the hashtag K-Feast, which is, um, we actually had a Twitter party last Wednesday, and one of our sponsors, was, which is Melt Spread. I don't know if you've heard about that. What's Melt Spread? It's a natural, organic spread, like a butter, but it's healthy and delicious. And they're new on the scene, and they want to make sure that the kosher Industry knows about it. Can you use it in baking, or it's just like for bread and butter? Right now, it's the bread and butter, but I think our creative foodies out there will definitely uh, be able to use it somehow because I keep, I'm following, you know, Melinda Strauss, Kitchen Tested, and she's always doing something fun in her kitchen. And that's what I love about Instagram is that I could see she'll take a picture of the products that are sent, and then she's going to say, here I am, I'm going to be making this, 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 this. So, um, again, that is something that, you know, the social media part of all this is really making our industry grow. People are seeing, of course, through other big names. Uh, you have Joy of Kosher, Jamie Geller, of course, who has a new cookbook coming out. Yeah, I've, 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 I've had a sneak peek already. Yes. I got a, I got my copy. Oh, 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 I know. That's on my – it's it waiting for me. I had a very busy week last week, which I'll, I'll tell you about soon. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, this is know, super <laughs> mom over here. She does a lot. Oh, but by the way, um, you know, speaking of followers – I actually was at the Dwayne Reed uh, 1 million Twitter follower celebration. Okay, that's cool. At the Wall Street store, which is nice because, again, Dwayne Reed. Um, I know, I know. I'm a, a little foreigner Australian. I know this. It started on the corner, uh, downtown of the corner of Dwayne and Reed. There you go. There you go. But they actually have their Twitter presence, and I'm thankful to say that they have a lot of kosher snacks and food. That if you're busy and you need to run in, you go and grab a snack there. Um, but the point is, is like the engagement that the potential engagement with brands, even foodies, even bloggers, you can get to one million followers and celebrate in true style. So um, that's something I want to say about the Twitter following point of this. But again, you know, the products, I would like to actually tell you who we're honoring this year. Yeah, let, let's hear. Some of our pioneers, we're calling them the pioneers of kosher food. So this list is really amazing. Of okay. course, Menachem Lubinsky, you know, you All can't right. have anything without Menachem He was Lubinsky. the founder of Kosher Fest. Founder of Kosher mm-hmm. Fest. It has come such a long way and we're genius, thrilled 
Susie Fishbein. Wow. The queen kosher of kosher. Palette. Queen of kosher cooking. Kosher what, by design. Kosher by design. What book did I get at my wedding shower a million years ago, although it's only 10? But that was the book. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know I, how to I cook. buy it. I buy it as, as a It's a beautiful gift. And wedding this is, gifts. You're talking Jewish people who don't even keep kosher. It was on their radar screen, even back then. So she's really a pioneer. Uh, I think she once even told me, um, Susie, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> um, but she got like, um, like some Christian... Um, um, what's it called? A book club was following her also um, because, you know, she hit their radar as well. Just really great food. Yay. It happens to be kosher and it's easy to use. It's clear. And she's just very informative with her books. And she was the first. She was our pioneer. She was really out there with that. She opened the literal floodgates of she kosher cookbooks. And then everybody's like, I want to make a book. So she really was out there. We have Laura Frankel, of course, Chef Laurel, who started, I believe, Shallots. Um, yeah. in both New York and in Chicago. It was the only fancy schmancy kosher restaurant in Chicago, and I was living there at the time, so it was exciting. No, it's still there. They just moved locations. Right, yes. North. Yes. Noreen Gillitz. Oh, she is. Can I just tell you something? Gomania, right? Yes. She, my mother always had my, – my mother's family is uh, also from Montreal. Somewhere after the war, some went to Australia and some went to Montreal. So um, – when the cousins would get together from Australia, Montreal, literally it's happened in like four times since the war ended in 1945. Um, one of the times my um, – shout out to my cousin Rosalind Bienenstock in Montreal. She gave my mother a copy of Noreen's book way back when. I think maybe when my mother went to Montreal in the 70s or 80s for, for her wedding, for Rosalind's wedding, and my mother got a copy from um, for, of this Noreen's cookbook, and it was one of the first – um, kosher cookbooks out there. Definitely. She was and out she, there. She has so many books and I, I feel like her book, uh, Millennia Yummy, oh. which, yeah, which came out in the year 2000, Millennium, right? Pun. Um, so I, you know, when I first really, really got more and more involved in cooking, just besides, you know, the passion of cooking and wanting to know more what was going on behind the cooking, um, and, and recipes and ingredients. I read her book from cover to cover, Millennia Yummy, and I just learned so much from freezing tips to herbs to just to everything in general, different oils and how to be healthy as well. So, so you know, Noreen is really – she, you know, we talk about Susie being a pioneer, and she totally is, but Noreen, you know, she really gets a really special mention. She gets a very special mention, again, with the whole – healthier option and using a lot of uh, food processors in yeah. her journey and making things, which makes things a lot easier. Microwaves. Microwaves. Why, you know, why be a slave in your kitchen? You should be out of your kitchen having fun. Uh, we also have David Herzog. Uh, <laughs> Herzog Wines. Herzog Baron wine. Herzog Wines. You don't have anything going on without a nice bottle of wine. And so we're honored, very pleased to have David Herzog with us that evening. Gil Marks. Okay, amazing. Can, can you say, and he's now writing for the Shiksa. He has the History Kitchen, um, the Shiksa.com, who I don't know if you've heard of her, yeah, can, Tori Avey. Can you just talk a little bit more about, you know, we're throwing out the name, yes. the Shiksa on a kosher food show. So let's, right, right. Let's, let's what explain. is that about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it catchy. It right. catches on. Um, she is actually somebody who converted to Judaism. Um, her husband, I believe, is Israeli. Okay. So she converted. She's more, um, I think her lifestyle, she's more conservative, but she does cook kosher meals. And she has been a guest blogger and guest person on many of our popular websites that we know about, you know, Joy of Kosher. So she is in her recipes following the laws 
of Kashrut, which is very nice. But she's, yeah. if you look at her, she doesn't, you know, look like your typical Orthodox woman from New York. But she does live in L.A. Or any, oh, really? yes, oh, she's in California? Yeah, maybe oh. you should. I think you should meet her. Okay. If you're out there. She's very nice. She was at Kosher Fest last year, and uh, we hope to see her again this year. Yeah. But that's it, Gil. Like, Gil Marks is just on the cutting edge. Yeah. Like he's, His sister-in-law, Shari. Is, I know she, her. You know, so I'm going to be seeing her in California when I go soon. You have to tell her, Esty Berkowitz. We were okay, messaging. Sure. She's coming in for Kosher Fest. Oh, she is? Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Shari, we'll be talking about Shout that. Shout out to Shari Marks, who... I love because she's all about healthy and being fit, and I've been on this weight loss journey, and she's helped me tremendously. She's really fantastic. Yeah, Shari was one of our first guests on our show. I, she was, I think, one of my first calling that's guests. So six degrees of Jewish geography. Okay, here we go. That's what so, Facebook's yes, all about. We love Facebook, <laughs> right? Um, of course, so we have Gil Marks. We are just pleased to have him. We have Lavana Christianbaum. Okay, another uh, restaurant pioneer as right. well. She had her restaurant, Lavana's Table. Is that correct? I think her Levana? book is Lavana's Table. I think the restaurant was Lavana's. Lavana's. And I know, Lavana, if you were here, you would correct me immediately. She is so great. She's detail-oriented. I love her. I've been to her home. I've been to her classes. She's also a health-conscious baker. I love it. You know, natural, organic. I mean, this is kosher. It doesn't have to be schmaltz all the time. Or margarine. Margarine. <laughs> Who needs it? We, don't, we never use margarine in our house. My husband is the baker's man. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you about him in a minute. Um, so, of course, we have Lavana, Lavana.com. We love her and her efforts towards kosher. And then, of course, Joan Nathan. Oh, yeah. You know, she's sure. also been around. She makes the best private cheesecake recipe. Mm, I haven't tried it yet. So. It's great. Someone gave it to me. So, my, if you ever have my private cheesecake, it's Lishma. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, Joan Nathan. Amazing. Amazing. No, she's been, and she's also been a lot on PBS. I think she might even have her own show. She's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, somebody went to a spa in Mexico and she was the chef there. Oh and my she's, God. <laughs> she's, yeah, my sister went to a spa with a bunch of bloggers and she was there cooking for them. Food so, bloggers? Yeah. Food bloggers? Well, no, not even health lifestyle bloggers. Oh, nice. Interesting. Yeah. I know. This is, Let's get your sister in. Oh, we can. Yeah, we, yeah. She's in Chicago, but she's, um, you know, this is her thing. She's She has her own show, actually, in Chicago called Chicago Nista Live. Um, Chicago what? Chicago Nista Live. Okay. I, I, I didn't catch the Nista. <laughs> okay. Is it, spell it so if you want to go on the blog and look yes, it up. Yes, it's Chicago and then N-I-S-T-A dot com. And they okay, have... What does that mean? Just Nista, Fashionista. Oh, you know, Fashionista. The whole, got you know, it. like the buzzword. Okay, got it. Got it. Know. Sorry. A little and, slow on the uptake today. Yeah, fine. And <laughs> she, she works with three other very um, successful bloggers. But what they do is they bring, like I said, in the blogosphere, um, you know, taking your message like you have on the radio or doing a live stream, which is what they do once a week, and they have different sponsors, you know, talking about different things. Of course, not the kosher world per se, but, yeah, it's just what's going on in the blogosphere um, out there. But that brought us back to Joe Nathan, that she was there tasting her food was delicious. Yeah. What we – so, again, these are people who have been around. That was the criteria – um, to really be an honoree. And what we're going to be doing at the dinner yeah. is recognizing some of our cutting-edge people out there, but it's a surprise, and we can't mention oh, it. Oh, so I, are you going to have me hanging on the yes. edge of my studio seat here? You're going to be okay. hanging, and what what is going to happen, they'll be surprised as well, but we really have some fun things lined up for that. Okay. Well, I am really looking forward to that. And, of course, it's at Jay Soho. Let's give them a mention. Jay Soho. Love Jay Soho. I mean, look, they have done a great job of being very cutting edge with what they do. 
and we have a menu sampler. Um, we're finalizing some things, but the, what is going on with that menu? It's just delicious. Um, I also can mention, like, again, Manischewitz is our premier sponsor. And, of course, you know, this year, Hanukkah and Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, don't, yeah, don't even say the word. That's a whole show. <laughs> that's a whole there. show. Don't, don't Thanks, give it up. Yeah, don't yeah, give no, it no, up. No, no, don't do it. But they have um, some fun things that are going I call to it be... the great mashup this yes, year. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm holding back because I really want to wait so we're a little closer to the No, pie. no, no. Just, you know, a little teaser. But there's going to be some great stuff. We're giving away a tremendous swag bag. Oh, I look forward to that. This is a big perk for those attending. And I do want to give a shout out to some of our sponsors every day. We keep adding more. And I want to, can I share that a little bit here? Give a yeah, little, some yeah. shout outs? Okay. So um, we have Jelly Belly. We have Diversified, who again is running the whole kosher fest. Cherry Herring Liqueur. Oh, <laughs> cool. Sarah Beth's. Sarah Beth's Jams? Yes. Oh, nice. I got really into jam this year and cooking with a lot of jams. Jams are fantastic, and my kids love eating. If they need a snack after school, I throw some jam on a piece of bread and get them. That helps get them to the homework part, which is always a challenge. What time do your kids get home from school? Oh, four forty-five. Okay, so my kids come home at five thirty. They would li- they literally yeah. eat the kitchen table if there's no food on it. They do. <laughs> we have to too. make sure that there's food on the table. It's a big no. You have to note to self. I have a schedule every day. Yeah, snack. You have yeah. to have it. Yeah, yeah. One one day this earlier on in this week, I'll talk about it later. I I had a, a cooking demonstration in Queens, and I and I know, didn't go. Yeah, I'm Whoa. sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> and it was it was it was for the Chovetz uh, Chaim Women's oh, League. Sure, down the street from me. Okay. Oh, really? That's so cute. Sorry, <laughs> I may have been out of town. Okay. Um, and and um, I had to have pizza waiting for them because I had to run to the cooking class and set up and everything. And you know, God forbid, I you know. Shouldn't I have dinner waiting for them? And it's hard when I'm doing a show. So I leave them pizza because, you know, they love pizza too, which is good. You don't pizza always have to have a gourmet meal. One night this week I made all Chinese dinner. Mm. Everything from scratch. It was really nice. And of all these cool Chinese dishes, so I plated everything up. It was Yeah, it was fun. We had a good time with that. I love tofu for Chinese. Yeah. Um, we have Shun, S-H-U-N. What's that? It's a new old company. I A new old company? <laughs> Please tell me more. I actually have to do a little bit more about that because I know my partner, Roberta, brought in a lot of these sponsors. Of course, Jack's Gourmet. Yay! Love Jack's Gourmet. Walker's. What? Cookies. Walker's Cookies. Shortbread. <gasps> butter, butter cookies. Grew yes, up on them. Very Australian cookies. because, you know, the whole Commonwealth thing. They're from England. Butter cookies. Butter cookies. We yeah. also have an author who has a... Uh, a blog called Food Fix Kitchen. Have you heard of it? No, I have not. Rachel Wyland. Um, and she has a book, Letter, Ladder to Heaven. About All about food? Food. Oh, okay, cool. Something to read about. And Melt, of course, that I spoke about. And Le Q. What's that? They're like spatulas. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And more to come, actually. Um, there's a new kosher. It's called a... Um, it's called Swirl Swirl Whirl Yogurt Buffet okay. on the east side. It's it's a restaurant. It's a um, yogurt. It's new. Yeah. Okay. There frozen is- yogurt. Yeah. Okay. Good. I just want to make sure because don't really like yogurt unless it's frozen. Oh, yogurt. It, you got to look up their website. Okay. Um, we find and and char crust. Did I mention that? What's char? Oh, like a spice thing? I know what yes. that is. I know what that is. It's in these little cardboardy, funky yes. packaging. Very cool. And mozzola. Do you know mozzola? Mozzola sounds familiar. They Oil. make a cereal. 
Okay, now I do not know them. It, which is Passover friendly, so you can have it on Passover. It's like mm. a hot cereal, delicious. What we're going to do, of course, you know, we have links to all of these tremendous products. They're going to be in the swag. So we really want to encourage people to join us. We want to encourage come. foodies. Come. If you're, you have a blog, if you're a writer for a local, for any trade, if you're coming in for Kosher Fest, this is such a nice opportunity to meet the bloggers. And to meet the brands. And it's downtown Manhattan. So downtown if, you, if Manhattan. you're listening to this, you're thinking about coming in. You know, you are coming in for kosher fest and you're coming in the night before. This is a great place to have dinner. You know, you're not so far from the uh, the tunnels in and out to, you know, if you're staying in Secaucus, it's it's downtown Manhattan. So they're really not that far from each other. It's downtown. It's not far from NYU. I know it's on Broadway. I'm going to get the... Exact yeah. address, which you is can look in, it up on in my sleep, but you Google can look it. it up. We Google everything. In our house, you need an answer, you Google. say Google it. It's like just, part of the vernacular. I know, you just Google it. But this this is why we do this event, because I've been to a lot of these type of intimate events with brands, and you really get a chance to exchange a conversation with them so they know who you are. You give them your spiel, your little pitch, you know, I'll do reviews. Maybe we could do, you know, with the foodies, if you see a very good example is how, you know, again, Melinda Strauss has, and of course yourself, but you, you get a brand and you can do, try different recipes with the brands. Right, you know, right. And you I'm, I'm the worst example because I'm so <laughs> bad at blogging. I talk about food. So if I like something, I'll chat about it on the show. I have a different kind of angle. I do, I do try to do, I haven't updated my blog in a while, but that's being in the process of being redone now, my website. Um, but Melinda's amazing, and she has great stuff on her blog. She's been a guest um, mm-hmm. when we did our show out in Gourmet Glatt. Um, she was on the show, That's and, right. you know, she's been on the um, here in the studio as well. Um, okay, so how do people register? Just give us, you know, a couple of quick links or quick, you know, ways that we can register for Kosher Feast. It's very easy. What you could do is go to koshereye.com, and on the left-hand side, you will see pre-Kosher Fest social media dinner. You can click on that link. And it has right there the Eventbrite link that you could click and sign up. It's $70. It's um, really worth it. I mean, what you're getting, not only like tremendous swag and great networking, but you're going to taste some incredible food. Uh, some of the, the conversation has been a, you know, petite filet. Okay. Okay. What's that? For starters. You're, okay. This is. Is this the menu? I have a sneak peek. A now, sneak there peek. There may be. No. Me and David, we would like a sneak taste, right? <laughs> I'm getting a big nod from David. Yes, we want a sneak taste. I think we should do a show at Jay Solo. Yeah. You know, in the future. That's something to think about. But what this, you know, the chef has put together something really nice for us. This, of course, is changing with the season, the summer menu. You know, Right, like, yep. Like anything, the Very good. change. Like everything. I'm well, sure there's going to be. Okay, I love this word because I actually learned this word when I was eating at um, Jay Soho before. And a moose bouche. Do you know what that is? No. Do you remember that? <laughs> and a mousse bouche is um, usually the chef has a bunch of leftover ingredients from something and he whis- whis- whips up a tasting bite. Mm. You get, and it's on one of those, you know those Chinese spoons that, that you get yes. eggs from at a restaurant yes. that look, they're funky? So they put the amuse bouche, which is literally a mouthful of this beautiful, amazing, and they, they, doesn't char- they don't charge you for it and they pass it around the restaurant. This beautiful, amazing um, dish that he's whipped up, and it's not on the menu. It's just something he's got a bunch of leftovers from, whipped up, and put it on the on on a spoon. 
um, for you to have a sample. So that's usually quite often. That's the first time I'd heard it was at Jay Soho. So ask him if he's going to be having an, a moose bouche. I might let you do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably uh, fumble my words. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm saying it right with this <laughs> crazy accent. <laughs> no, I think so. I mean, and he'll say to me, wait, Fashion Week was a month ago. Oh, right. Okay. I'm, you know, but yeah, this, this teaser menu, which I have, I know we're finalizing. Roberta, who's amazing with Right, kosher eye. we got to talk about kosher eye. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yes, finish, up yes. with it, finish up with that, and then oh. we'll come back quickly to kosher eye. You know, there's starters, romaine salad, and chicken spring rolls. And this is after there's a wine tasting. From, uh, 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 who, from who's going to be? Fine, to, we're finalizing. We're finalizing who are. We have a couple people who want in, so we're just going to finalize that in the oh, next, you know, fantastic. early next week. But, uh, you know, a romaine, let's see, starters, romaine salad, and chicken spring rolls. Choice of petite filet, seven ounces. Uh, chicken also as an option or salmon or vegetarian risotto. We've had the, we have the vegetarians in mind. Uh, so Miriam really Wallet nice. will be very happy. Yes. Sides, French fried potatoes finished with truffle oil. Oh, cool. Whipped sweet potatoes, oven roasted vegetables, dessert, chocolate cake or strawberry shortcake. Chef's surprise. Ah, chef's that surprise. Word? Say it. A mousse bouche. Yes, Maybe that's it. Maybe that's in there. Okay. Okay, it You're says right. a moose bush. Yes, it does. Oh, I told you. You are so in. Okay, so my friend, um, um, Yosef Silva, he's, have you met him? This American Bite. Okay, I've met him. Okay, yes. he's great. So he has on his blog, This American Bite, a lamb, a moose bush, and the story how he created this. He had two little lamb chops um, for him and his wife for dinner on Friday night. Then all of a sudden, two became six, and he took this two little lamb chops, and stretched it to six and made it an amuse-bouche as an appetizer. Um, it was very cool. So if you want to read up a little bit more, I go do. to Yosef's I This do. American Bite. I do. I met him at the Food and Wine Experience. Right, back in February. Back in I can't wait for that also. That's coming up. Yeah. There's a lot of great things coming up. Um, so, again, this, like I said, this event is really, not only are you getting an amazing meal, you know, a wine tasting, swag, and meeting who else, when else can you meet, you know, the head of marketing for Manischewitz? I know, that's cool. And really have the, a conversation. Am I going to be starstruck? Do you know, when I went to the kosher food bloggers last year, there were some food bloggers I'd been following for a while, and I've watched their evolution and their growth in, in, in the food blogging. I think and, you will. Yes. And it, I was like, oh, my God, um, Dinner in Venice. I cannot remember her name. Ali Ravati. When I met her, I was like, oh, that's Dinner in Venice. It is. <laughs> I was like a little starstruck. It's really nice to have that intimate opportunity, you know, to really speak with people, to exchange business cards, to really build up, you know, like you're building up your Twitter followers. This evening, we're going to have everybody's Twitter Twitter handles, if you will. Okay. Is that is mine Naomi Nachman? Yes, you are Naomi Nachman. Okay, great. Like at Naomi Nachman? Yep. Is that what it means? That's what it means. That's who okay. you are. That's Woo-hoo. your Twitter name. I think because the Aussie Gourmet was gone. And, oh, And on Instagram, the Aussie Gourmet is gone. It's probably some kid in Australia has my the same thing because yeah. I'm registered in America. A millennia is using your name. Maybe you could buy it from them. No. Yeah, right. No, it's okay. It's good to have your name as your brand, actually, because when they Google you, it also will go to your website, which is nice. And yeah. your Twitter will show up or your Instagram feed or your Pinterest, which, again, with the foodies is a big field. And, of course, Melinda Strauss goes over all that during, in her event, not her personally, but she has a great lineup. I don't know who during the Coaster Food Bloggers Conference. When is that? It's the day of. October I never 20th. got not one email. Okay. Shout out, Melinda Strauss, when you're listening, please. 
um, make sure yeah, that... we're going to get Melinda on the line in just a couple of minutes. Let's yes, see if we yes, can reach yes. her. <laughs> okay, let's see if we can reach Melinda Strauss. Okay. Okay, let's try Melinda. And we got Melinda on the phone. Thank you so much, David, for putting that together for me. It was oh, crazy. Melinda, hi. Can you hi, hear me? Hi, I'm here. Thanks for having okay. me. We've had such antics this morning. Esty Berkowitz is joining us as well. Hi, Esty. Hi. So we were talking, Esty and I were talking about Kosher Fest and then, of course, Kosher Feast and, of course, now Kosher Food Bloggers. And we said we've got to get Melinda on the line now. Because well, thank you. We, we got your emails and, like, it's out there, you know, um, about the the, dis, the special discount code and sure. um, that people can sign up. But let's just take a little bit back. Um, tell me about how all Kosher Food Bloggers came together and the evol- it has now evolved a little bit also and changed. Sure. Well, first of all, let me say that I'm really excited about Kosher Feast. I've got my ticket and I am counting down for this event because it's going to be so excited, SD. I'm so excited for it, SD. So it's going to be delicious. And we're going to so ca- let's drive let's drive in together also. Excuse me? We should drive home together. Oh, totally. Oh, my gosh. I think it's a great idea. So You can, you can be the de- designated driver, okay? <laughs> well, who's gonna, I don't know who that's going to be. Um, I, maybe actually me because I am going to be driving in during the day for the conference, so I'll have my car. So I can drive you home, Naomi. Oh, yay. Um, so last year was the first year of the Kosher Food Bloggers Conference. And I actually started it, Naomi, with your cousin, Shelly Serber, yeah. uh, the fantastic Shelly Serber. And the two of us together had been talking for a while about how there really weren't a lot of events that were bringing together kosher food bloggers where we could all meet and, you know, get a, get a good education on how to better our brands and also just to connect us with each other because such an important way that we grow is by helping each other grow. Right, absolutely. And that's how it all started. And originally we were like, let's do a small event, just bring everyone together. And then it just kept building and building until we realized that the educational aspect of it would be so important for us too. Right, uh, yeah, you had you had um, a guy, Noah Fleck, Fex, Flex, Noah Fex, he doing, is an doing amazing fo- photographer. For doing food photography. So you were, it was really just so educational. Yes, and um, we had, uh, you know, our keynote last year was Jamie Geller. And she, I, rem- I, I remember so much of what she said last year because she talked all – about what it is to have a brand, and Jamie really does have an incredible brand going on. Um, yes, she's and we amazing. Some, she's and a we marketing had so many genius. amazing speakers. Right. It was a great day. And, of course, it was the food came from, of course, you know, we have to always bring it back to what, what did of we course. eat for lunch? We had Fairway for lunch. That was amazing. It was delicious. We had sandwiches, and they had salads, and it was, it was a good, healthy lunch, but with just tons of flavor. Yeah, so, that, that was great. I really liked the Fairways out, and I, I keep calling it Garden City, but it's probably Westbury. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, I know. Um, Long too. Island, yeah. <laughs> and this year, actually, for the conference, we just confirmed, and I'm really excited, we have Ooh. Milk and Honey doing oh, lunch for the, us. The, from Manhattan, the yes. Midtown? Oh, mm-hmm. great. The one on 45th. Oh, I love that place. I, You know, quite often we'll meet my husband for lunch, um, and we meet there. I love it. You have to go in, like, quarter to 12 and grab a table <laughs> early, because otherwise there's nowhere to sit. It's, like, always packed there. Agreed. They have such good falafel there. We're not going to be having really? falafel, falafel for lunch, but, I, you know, it, I love it. It's so good. I love their sandwiches. I'm yeah. all about the perfect sandwich. They do, and we're going to be having sandwiches at the conference. We're going to have salads. They have a, they made a really cool and unique menu for us. Okay, great. Uh, so I think people are going to eat a really good lunch this year. And where is the conference? So the conference is at Chabad at NYU. Chabad at NYU? Yeah. Oh, also downtown. We're yeah. Hitting, we're, so it's probably, Esty, right, um, not so far from NYU to Jay yes, Soho. to Jay Soho. Yep, it's, it's kind walkable. of the idea, which is perfect. It's a quick subway ride or like I think a five-minute cab ride over. 
Okay, nice. Let's hope it's nice weather so we can walk. Walk oh, off yeah. the lunch to have some dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great because Chabad re- just redid their space, and it's stunning. I mean, it's just really, really cool and funky, and uh, we're really we're really excited to have it there. Okay, nice. And I'm sure they were amazing to work with. Yes. Okay, nice. Um, do we have any pr- special kind of program? Do we know who the people that are speaking this year? We do. We have a really great up, great lineup this year, actually. I'm really excited about it. Uh, you know, we have our keynote speaker this year is Casey Benedict. Who's that? Her, uh, Casey runs, well, she runs, she does a lot, actually. Uh, but she actually considers herself the food blogger resource. Mm. And has, she has a website called Taste Spotting, excuse me, Taste Spot a stuffing. Okay, start, uh, start again. What, do, what is it? Okay, let's say taste stopping, which is all about publishing rejected food photography. Really? Because there's always great websites that yeah. you know we're always submitting our pictures and they get rejected and we feel so down on ourselves and so she created a whole website for those rejected pictures so we can. That is so cute. It's like a recycling store. Exactly, and those pictures, whether or not they're perfect. The food behind them is so good that it's a great way to share our, our recipes. Oh, I love that. That's mm-hmm. genius. I'm yeah. sorry. I think that's genius. That's really creative thinking out of the box. Agreed. And she has a website called Kitchen Play, and it connects food bloggers to the world of food PR. Is she is she kosher? She's not kosher. She's not kosher, but that's okay. That's why we're here to learn. Exactly. So not all of the, the speakers are kosher or even Jewish, but they're, the education that they're going to give is so important, not just to kosher food bloggers, but to food bloggers in general, that it's just such a great resource to have her there. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Dana Bonagura, who okay. is a, an incredible food stylist. She actually has worked for Joy of Kosher before. Okay. So we're happy to have her on board. Uh, and she is going to do – she's going to show us just tons of her pictures and talk about – um, how she styles, because that's a big question that a lot of food uh, photographers have, is how to style your food. You know, when, when um, what's that, the, the lady, the tall lady, she died, she was old, um, drawing a blank on her name. Um, you know, <laughs> she had that funny voice. Um, Julia Child. Julia Child. I'm sorry, Julia. <laughs> you drew a blank. I'm okay, sorry. sorry. I'm Julia. Yeah, I'm Julia. Coffee, please. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, and some food. Um, Julia Child. God bless her. Um, um, so um, she. I remember when her. You know, I saw that movie Julia and Julia. Right? It was oh, fabulous. Right? It was great. But when she was writing that cookbook, she did not have to worry about pictures. I know. And styling, and social media to get it out there. It sold itself. On the quality of the recipe. Yeah. So now we also, you know, we've evolved so much. We're not just talking about the quality of the recipe because people will look at a, re- a recipe, has tons of ingredients, and they'll turn it over the page. Like they'll, blow, you know, go over a recipe. You know what I'm saying? They'll blow, blow off the recipe because yeah. they did not have, you know, um, it was just too much for them. But sometimes if you sh- now show a beautiful picture, like I'm going to try that, doesn't look so complicated from yeah. the picture looks like it's worth making well what's really interesting is you know Susie Fishbein had a cookbook launch last year and somebody I don't remember what the, somebody asked her what her favorite recipe is and she had said that in her first cookbook her favorite recipe was I believe it's, it was a cheese danish but she uh-huh. said that probably three people have made that cheese danish because uh-huh. it didn't have a picture Right. It's true. It's really true. I remember when, when she had a picture in one of, I think, her first books under the kosher palette was Greek pizza with mm-hmm. phyllo dough and spinach and feta cheese and slices of tomato when I made it. And it looked exactly like that picture. felt oh, like a amazing. million bucks. And it gave me confidence. Yeah. And I was already somewhat of a cook by then. Just, you know, I'd been married a couple of years, so I had lots of recipes under my belt. But I felt so confident. So I think it really helps 
you know, the, the cook at home feel better about what they're doing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, my, my personal blog, Kitchen Tested, um, I actually do step-by-step food photos because I know that when I, you know, I'm doing someone else's recipe, sometimes I have a question, is it supposed to look like that? So I started doing um, individual pictures along the way so people can really see what it should look like. Each step of the way. Exactly. But I don't want people to get disheartened because sometimes it doesn't quite look like the picture, (laughs) but it tastes good or something happened or it cracked at the end. We don't throw that out. It's just as good. Yes, as long as it tastes good, that's what's important. I know, right? You know, I say once you chew it up and, you know, (laughs) it all's going to look, taste the same no matter what. That's true. Okay, great. Um, anything else that you can share with us about this um, event, um, website, email address? Sure. So discount. the website is kosherfoodbloggers.com. On the website, you'll find all the information about our speakers. We have, you know, uh, six different speakers coming for the day. Uh, you'll see all of our sponsors. We have amazing swag this year. So everybody attending is going to get an amazing swag bag. Let's just put that out there. You'll see all of the uh, the logos on the website. Uh, we, we're going to have some giveaways as well. We're going to be giving away a Cuisinart coffee maker, which is going to be, which is a really nice one. And then Not Too Shabby is going to make us a very special piece. I love Abby. I know, Abby's Abby. Abby Wallen, you are awesome. Yeah, shout out to Abby. So she's going to make us a special piece. We haven't decided what yet, but we're going to be giving that away as well. Uh, and then you can also register on the website. Okay. And like right. you said at the beginning, we do have a discount right now, so you can go on okay. and use that discount to get $15 off your ticket. Okay, great. I'm coming. I'm going to sign up as soon as I can. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Thank you so much, Melinda, for coming on so quickly on a Friday morning. We just had to jump and grab you in. Well, thank you for having me. Okay, so we got a busy weekend. We got a busy uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of that week. We've got kosher feast, uh, kosher bloggers. Kosher Feast, and then Kosher Fest. So I'm totally excited to spend some serious time with you and all the fellow foodies. Well, we cannot wait to see you there. All right. Take care. Have Shabbat Shalom. All right. Thank you. Hello. Okay, great. So that was Melinda. That was really uh, lucky timing for us, right, Esty, that we're able to get. Shared. I know, right? She was in her kitchen. She was in her kitchen. Get, you know, who'd have thought that Melinda Strauss would be on a kitchen Friday morning whipping something <laughs> fabulous up? So um, it's been a very busy morning, but we cannot uh, end our show without talking to Menachem Lubinsky about Kosher Fest. And let's see if we can try to get him on the line. Menachem, are you there? I am. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you. I know it's an air of Shabbos and it's a little bit uh, rushed today, and I know you've got a lot going on with Kosher Fest just around the corner. More than a lot. <laughs> a, a, in, in your terms, a full plate. Okay. <laughs> I like that part in the pun. Yeah. Okay, yeah. wow. So let's just, Kosher Fest is the 29th and 30th of October, and people can sign up on uh, kosherfest.com. It's the 25th year. You must be so proud. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm very proud, particularly when I look back at uh, when Kosher Fest first started 25 years ago, and um I kind of had this vision that maybe we could reach where we are today, and uh, it was it was more dreaming than it was reality. And then, so to, to look back and to see that um, much more than what I even envisioned uh, had been accomplished in this industry. You know, every time I think that it that it's plateaued, I see it continuing to grow. And that's that's very gratifying, and it's, uh, it makes um, all of the hard work that went into getting this concept on the ground to begin with 
it makes it all worthwhile. And um, and I have to say, and I say this to many people, that it would not have happened without uh, many, many wonderful people who shared the vision, who uh, who wanted this to happen, and and who went beyond beyond the call of duty to to see that kosher succeeds. Very nice. Who? What gave you the idea to do this 25 years ago? We weren't foodies yet. But, you well. Know. Did well, you make us foodies? It was kind of like a lot of things in life that um, timing and chance and opportunity all come together. Um, there, was, there was a man by the name of Irving Silverman who two years earlier, 1987, had launched a kosher food and Jewish life expo, which was a consumer show, and it was at the Javits Center. And it was uh, it was food and it was Jewish items and Judaica. And it, um, it brought out 50,000 people to the extent that the fire marshals closed the... Uh, Closed the hall. There were too many people in the hall. Wow! Uh, it was covered by major media as as, as a happening, and um, it, it was to some extent. As I look back, it was a, a very big balagan. But what it did was to, <laughs> to what it did was successfully is it kind of like took kosher out of the closet. So when um, Mr. Silverman, who was uh, elderly and uh, legally blind and couldn't handle it anymore, and he sold it to me, I saw the opportunity as being a trade show, renamed it as Kosher Fest, and began it in 1989 in what was then the Giant Stadium Club. Oh, I was going to ask where the, where the first one was. Yes, in the Giant Stadium Club, and it started with 69 booths. Oh, right. And, How many and, uh, booths was my next question? Good. Well, 69 booths and about uh, 700 visitors. And if you uh, leapfrog ahead to this year, we're talking about close to 400 booths wow. and over 7,000 visitors. But even more than that, uh, there were no there was virtually little international presence at the time. Right. And today, this is this is an international show with booths there from 19 countries, uh, visitors from uh, from close to 30. So when you look back and you look back those to what has happened in those 25 years, it, it is literally a, a revolution. Wow, it's 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 unbelievable. I've been actually going. I wish I wish there was a record of it because I was trying to remember the first time I went. But I think I've been going for about 13 years straight in a row. So, mm-hmm. and I personally have seen the the change and evolution and stuff um, of 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 Kosher Fest itself. Okay, now you have got a couple of competitions. We can't not talk about the competitions because that's mm-hmm. the hottest thing in the kosher food industry. Not not only kosher food world worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, food food competitions. You know, you've got Chopped, you've got Iron Chef, you've got I don't know Cupcake Wars. You've got so much going on. What what's happening this year at Kosher Fest for the uh, well, we have, cooking? We have comp- our, our, our usual competition amongst chefs from some of the well-known restaurants. Okay, who's competing Who, this year? Uh, tell you the truth, I'm not even sure. <laughs> but uh, but I know that I know that the um, uh, the culinary school of, of Brooklyn. Uh, uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse Blonder, fabulous. Jesse Blonder has done a fabulous job in organizing this and putting together a, a top-notch team of judges. And um, you know, as busy as I am at the show, I always look at my clock and say I can't miss the competition. Yeah. You know, but when you talk about competition, you know, uh, actually uh, today being the ninth, uh, I mean, full past the ninth, but uh, uh, this, uh, the deadline was two days ago, and for submission of new products. Oh, now, right. in the right, new product competition. competition. Yeah. Now, that's that's something that I, I like to focus on because it tells a big story. Okay. Uh, we started when we started the competition, which was oh maybe about thirteen, fifteen years ago. So you had maybe twenty or thirty submissions 
the overall number of new products at the show may have been maybe a hundred or so, but when you you jump ahead to today and you see that uh, there are hundreds of submissions. There are I, I count more than five hundred new product items at the show in the last couple of years. Five hundred. New, new products. New products wow. every year, every year, and and then you look at uh, the the, ca- the categories of the new products. Like uh, you, you can't uh, not mention the gluten free category, course, which course. has sort of gone through the roof in the last five years. Yeah. But the the whole idea that uh, that people understand that consumers are looking for the new and the different. They're, they're not even satisfied with the, the broad range of products today. People want to want to experiment. When there are new products on the shelves, they try it. I mean, years ago, people were very skeptical. They kind of were fixed into a mode. I mean, if you go back a generation, it was the stuffed cabbage and the chopped liver and the gefilte fish. It was a, a very standard. In fact, when I think back at the very first show, I remember a lot of boots with gefilte fish and kugels. And herring. Uh, and herring. Which I love. I love a, herring. Bring on the herring, everyone. Well, you know, when you mention herring, it's, it's an example of a food which was kind of like a basic staple, which has kind of gone gourmet and it's yeah. been tweaked. It's yeah. been tweaked and there are so many different types of, of, yeah. of herrings. Honey mustard. You know, Jalapeno. One the, right. One of the participants at the show uh, who will be a panelist is, is Chef Fritz Zonenschmidt. Now, who, Fritz Zonenschmidt was a former dean of the Culinary Institute of America, CIA, and he kind of, um, you know, with his German accent and all, he's kind of gotten very enamored with kosher. And one day he says to me, says, do you know that I figured out that there are between 25 and 30 different ways of making a matzo bowl, and I'm thinking of doing a book. <laughs> And when he said that to me, you know, he started to tell me, tell me, tell me what spices he would use in matzo balls, fruits with matzo balls, flavors, coloring. I mean, he just went crazy with ideas. So what I'm trying to point out is in addition to the revolution of all the new products and the gourmet items and the health products, we've also taken some of the older products and kind of resuscitated them and made them popular again, herring being one of them, cholent being another one of them. Yeah, but, the cholent you know, cook-offs. Was, you know how many cholent cook-offs there are in, across America now? Oh, it's, it's incredible. The cholent became, uh, first of all, it's not no longer just a Shabbos, Shabbos food. Restaurants begin to serve, serve it all week long, and sometimes, uh, you know, on a Thursday night, they sell more cholent to people who eat cholent on Thursday night than they do on a Friday or a Shabbos. It's crazy. Yeah, so so the, all of all of this uh, combined uh, excitement about the different categories, and and I think um, we we will see a lot more of that this year. We'll see a lot of interesting new products. Uh, you know, one, one particular instance since since the OU began to um, give a hechsher on kitniot for for Pesach and recognizing that there is a large constituency, particularly Sephardim, that eat. Uh, you know, so you're going to have popcorn. You're going to have pizza. You're going to have almost. Wait, can I? Can we just go back to that? The- the sure. OU has given um, uh, Hersher on kidney art? Stuff? Yes, the, the OU last year broke with tradition <gasps> and, really? and made a special Hersher. It's noted that it's kidney art, but they made a special Hersher that... OUKP? I'm mean, sorry? How, what does it read? OU Passover kidney art? I never even saw that. Yep, no, it was on the shelf already last year. I believe this year Manischewitz is even coming out with a line of products with Kitniot for in time for Pesach, and I think other manufacturers some some uh, are are thinking about it. But it's an interesting development because yeah. you have a very sizable portion of the community that does eat Kitniot, and they were kind of like locked out because no one would produce the Kitniot products. Right, right. So. You know, what I'm trying to say is that it's become very, very multidimensional. It's, um, 
You talk about um, uh, cuisine, Asfari cuisine, or Ashkenazi cuisine, but what what happened in 25 years? Kosher really became a cuisine when it was really uh, a relic of the past in, uh, at that point, and now now it's sort of very much in many categories mainstream. Not to speak of the fact that they, they took a, an item like hummus, which uh, probably oh. sold 20, 30 million dollars in the United States, and then PepsiCo took it to 800 million dollars and un- put it in every airport and every 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 it's 7-Eleven, every convenience store. Yeah? Hummus is like it, it's everywhere, and it's also gone very gourmet. It's not just chickpeas. Sure, sure. Sure. And lemon juice and garlic anymore. It's got cilantro. It's right. got salsa right. in it. It's got you know avocado in it. It's got white beans in it. It's really changed that up. That's unbelievable. Yes. Um, I also saw on the Kosher Fest website where everyone just you can register if you haven't registered uh, kosherfest.com. Well, they have, to, they have to be a member of the trade in order yeah. to register. But yeah, if but they're a member of the trade, if you're a member of the trade, of course. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. And you haven't registered. Now's the time to do it. Uh, but there's going to be cookbook authors as well. There, right? I saw that. I right. saw well, on the website well, you had tons it, of cookbook authors. Well, part, part part of the revolution has been the uh, explosion of cookbooks, and and that comes that stems from from two points. Well, number one, you you can't produce cookbooks if you don't have an audience that's interested in it. So, mm-hmm. but you had a whole a new generation that kind of. Uh, enjoys the idea of cooking and not only cooking, but the presentation became more important than even than cooking. And um, yeah. uh, you, you, you look at cookbooks and cookbooks that talk about not kosher cooking, but maybe side dishes, maybe a Pesach, maybe right. niches, niches within that. And today there, there, there are so many, so many cookbooks and people are experimenting and people are using it. In fact, it's become so that retailers are now reading those cookbooks because they have to be prepared with ingredients if they want to. It's true. If they want to keep their customers. And I, I got a phone call yesterday. I, I have a, a food blog, so you know it's, it's the same kind of thing like with a cookbook, but you know it's it's a blog. I got a phone call from Gourmet Glark because someone had read one of my recipes and wanted to make something, and they wanted to make sure they had that in stock. So that was really cool. I was very excited. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um, I know in at least one case, uh, an author got a very frantic call from a retailer saying, you didn't tell me that you were going to need uh, these ingredients, and I didn't have it ready, and people were very angry at right. me. Right. So, it's, it's cool. It's cool. So the, we're so all working together. And, and, and what's, what's fascinating is, is that uh, this comes in a generation that, that, that is kind of like very stressed out between, between managing the home and many women working, and yet there's this tremendous interest in in cooking in in presentation and this and and to some extent there's a a very competitive environment that that women want to be uh, one up we, on, we uh, want to show off to each other ab- to our ab- ab- absolutely and so, to our families i i met a chi- i was telling the listeners early on the show i met a chinese banquet for my family this week really easy i got some couple of really easy recipes um and i you know i served it on some cool funky chinese dishes that i had in the house um, and I, I try to one-up my family. I try to one-up my dinner. We are all becoming foodies, and I think thanks to you, you started the ball rolling there for, for all yeah, well, of us. I, I wish I could take all of the credit, but I think people people have matured to the point where – you know, if you're going to be serving a family dinner anyway, why not make it fun? Why not make it an experience? Why yeah. not? Uh, why not make the uh, meal time a time when people bond and and unite around? And why not um, you recognize the queen of the house for uh, producing? <laughs> yeah, the mom, uh, or sometimes the dad, sometimes the okay. dad. Not in my house, yeah. but it's the well, mum in my house. But in the whatever. dad, whatever. the dad, yeah, or whoever so, is making the food, we always say thank you to them. Right. 
Right. So, so uh, I mean, uh, and I don't have to tell you what's happened in, in the world of kosher restaurants and what's happened. Booming. In the, in, We're booming. Yeah, what has happened in the in the supermarket world and the the all these new gourmet uh, supermarkets everywhere gourmet now. Supermarkets You've got to keep up or you're out. <laughs> right. Right. So. And, and and I think, as, as I said earlier, each time I think it has plateaued. I think we haven't yet seen. No, the best uh, is yet to come. The best is the absolutely best. yet to come. And, and and by the way, the 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 interesting news is that the right, ma- mainstream America is noticing that the, this oh, yeah. uh, this thing because we're doing a lot more with this category than, for example, organic is doing with their category, despite the whole foods and, and those type of setups. But but we, we we put an energy into our category. Right, uh, you know, right. we, we, didn't, we don't just put it on the shelf. Okay, Menachem, you know. thank you so much. You're very welcome. Uh, I really, we're running out of time, but the show is almost okay. over. And um, Thank you very much. I cannot wait to come to probably my 14th Kosher Fest um, out okay. in Secaucus. Um, if you're in the industry and you want to go, uh, kosherfest.com. If you're a social media person and you want to reach out to other social media um, uh, colleagues, that's, you come to Kosher Feast, and there's also... At, that's kosherfeast.com, and then there's the Kosher Food Bloggers Conference, all happening at the same time, making us all better foodies. So thank you very much to all our guests for coming in today. Um, I just want to give a mention as we sign out to uh, the fitness extravaganza. We had Ina Coppell in last week, um, talking to us about health and fitness and uh, eating healthy. Um, she's having her fitness extravaganza this Motse uh, Shabbos at, that's I guess tomorrow night at 8.30 at the Hafta Sports Complex, uh, 33 Washington Avenue, Lawrence, New York. Um, the money is going to children in Israel for Emuna to help all these children. There'll be a fitness extravaganza, yoga in the Zen room for women only, boot camp for men in the gym, kickboxing, um, spinning. There'll be a sports memorabilia bidding throughout the events. There's going to be uh Healthy food power bars, health drinks available. Starts at 9.15. Um, you can come at, uh, the class start at 9.15. Um, and, uh, Shmuel Ron, the director of, uh, Achzut Sarah and Ina will be there and meeting with everyone. So, uh, so it sounds like a great event and to work off all those fabulous recipes that we cooked over Shabbat. Um, so thank you very much. You got music all the way up to Lichbenching and we hope that you will join us. Every week and catch up on some of our old shows on the podcast and around the world on nachumsegel.com. Shabbat shalom. Thanks very much.